Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met, and as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Ship's log. A scary alien that looks like a loofah. You know, a loofah, like a, like a shower sponge, is on our ship. And if we don't catch them, they'll take our ship to space with us on it. So we have to find them. Or we could just hide? Yes. But I think it feels better. should hide. You know what we need Very to do? Happy. We need to build a panic room. That's a safe room that you can panic in. Oh, I know all about panic rooms. I once did a one-woman production of Panic Room based on the film Panic Room, starring Jodie Foster. A critic called it far worse than the film. Great. Let's get to work. Everybody, build! All right. Just build it. Okay. It's done. Everybody, get in. Close the door. Is everybody in? Lee? Yep. Peter? Present. Rachel? Here. Pet lamb? Beach pigs? Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about the beach pigs. Rolo? I am here. Scary loofah? Wait a tick. To you? Excuse me, do you sell hamsters at this pet store? Pet store? Uh, buddy, this is a police station. Oh, whoops. Or how about this? How much for that tree climbing donkey? What? That's a pinata? And you were not invited to this birthday party. I've made a terrible mistake. Or what about this? 
Mm, pardon me, pet store owner. Is that mini poodle in the window for sale? Madam, how many times do I have to tell you that's a mini van? This is a car dealership, and we closed 20 minutes ago! I'm sorry, I still don't understand. Are you tired of not knowing the difference between a pet store and something that's not a pet store? Yes! Well, then come on down to the Very Weird Pet Store. Hello, welcome to the Very Weird Pet Store. What would you like? Uh, hi, I've been all over town and I keep mistaking things for pet stores. This is a pet store, right? Of course it is! What are you looking for? A dog? Sorry, we don't have dogs. Oh. We have hot dogs! Oh, do you have pancakes? Do we? Order up one pancake! Here you go! <laughs> okay, so I have a pancake. Now what? Wait, do I have to buy it? No! Great! Delicious! Another satisfied customer. Actually, I just had a thought. Are you sure this is a pet store and not a food store? A common misconception, but I can assure you that this is definitely a pet store. Good enough for me. So come on down to the very weird pet store. I promise, we're a pet store! Hi, I'm looking to buy a guinea pig. Do you have any? Sorry, fresh out. Darn. But we do have prosciutto-wrapped cod with lemon caper butter. Yes, please. One cod, order up. And here you are. Can I get you anything else? No, this is perfect. Thanks. Fantastic. Please enjoy your pet. Cheers. See, I told you we're a pet store, but don't take my word for it. Listen to these dramatic readings of our online reviews. If you're looking for an extra special dining experience with family, friends, or even a special someone, I can't recommend this pet store enough. While I never got that goldfish I was looking for, I wouldn't trade that skillet chicken tetrazzini for anything. Plus, it was free. Five stars. You know, this pet store seemed a lot like a food store to me because, you know, they didn't have any pets, just food. But it was pretty good, so five stars. Three words. This is a very delicious pet store. Five stars! You see? We're a pet store! Excuse me, table for one. Of course, right this way. Is a booth okay? Yes, thank you. Our specials tonight include the Casa Rellena de Pollo, which is a cold mashed yellow potato infused with key lime juices, pressed into a cake, and stuffed with chicken. Next, we have a white anchovy pizzetta with eggplant jam, feta olives, and wild arugula. Okay. Finally, for dessert, we have a vanilla bean creme brulee topped with a cognac brown sugar glaze. Hmm, I'm actually looking to get a house cat. Sorry, we're fresh out. You know, I think maybe you don't know what a pet store is. Sure I do. Okay, then explain what a pet store is. You know, a pet store is a place where you buy food. No, that's a food store. At a pet store, you buy pets. Oh. Yeah. I guess this is a food store. That's my bad. In that case, can I have a schnitzel? Coming right up. Excuse me, do you sell leashes for my dog here? Hey, lady, take that animal out of here. This is a food store, which means your dog is a health code violation. I am so sorry. The sign out front said... Attention staff! I have been told that we are actually a food store. Therefore, all employees... 
employees are now required to wear a hairnet. Aww. The end! Wow, that's oh, really, that's really good. good. I'm really really good. sorry. Oh, uh, wait, sorry. Where are we? My Supreme. Your Supreme? Yes, my Supreme. Are you saying soup room or Supreme? Supreme. It's French for room for soup. You know, for making soup, eating soup, a soup room. Oh. oh. Has this room always been here? Yes, it's where I cook my soup. Every ship has a soup room, but usually you don't find it until you need it. Well, it's very nice. State of the art, only the best for my soup. Well, listen, we could sit around and talk about this soup room literally all day, but we have a problem. If that loofah finds us, we're in trouble. Not if, look. <gasps> the loofah is jiggling the doorknob. They can't get in though, right? A loofah can't open a doorknob. <laughs> Quick, hide behind the soup. <laughs> the loofah is getting closer. They're almost here. We can't hide for long. What do we do? a marker and a dry erase board. That's the dry erase board I used to plan what kind of soups I'm going to make and eat. What? Somebody, grab that loofah. No, 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 no. They're trying to tell us something. We will be right back. The loofah, it's drying, but, but what? Oh, I've got this. This may surprise you, but I actually went to grad school for guessing what drawings are. No, I say that's what I guess. Okay, 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 okay. They're drawing. That's Earth with an arrow pointing to another planet. You're from another planet. Okay, well, I mean, we could have guessed that. Okay, another drawing. Uh, a house. No, a school. Oh, okay. They're drawing themselves. That's you. Okay, you go to the school. You work in the school? You're a teacher, a professor. Oh, Okay, I know this, I know this. Uh, uh, you came to Earth to do research, but your ship crashed. You spent some time seeing the sights. You went to the Grand Canyon. You, I'm sorry, I, I don't know this one. Oh, I do. The loofah went to go see Wicked on Broadway. Okay, so now you're outfitting our ship so you can get home to your planet to see your friends and family again. Wow, art really is a universal language. But hey, you didn't have to trick us or take over Peter's brain to get us to help you. We'd be happy to help you get home. Just tell us what to do. Where have you been? I've been looking all over for you. What, you're saying these people are gonna help us? I know. You think No Good Deed from Wicked is an underrated masterpiece. No, I haven't seen that article, but it sounds interesting. Can you send it to me? <laughs> That's actually really funny. I think. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. New person who just burst into the room. I'm really sorry, but who are you? See what you did? Now I have to tell them who I am. The new person and the loofah seem to know each other. What is going on? Story Pirates, my name is Nimini. I'm an agent with Achoos. Uh, bless you. No, Achoos. Bless you. I'm not sneezing. It's the name of a secret agency. The agency to chart and observe outer space. Achoos. Um, wouldn't that be 
Akuz? Bless you, Lee. No, it's Achuz. Bless you, Nimini. You'll have to forgive Peter. He's unfailingly polite. You're welcome. My point is, Story Pirates, that I am on a mission. And that mission is to take this ship and this Lufa and you to space. <laughs> well, we, we already knew that. And we are so ready. Lufa? That was supposed to be my big moment. Oh, Lufa, I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> ready to go to space, everyone? Whoa! Uh, I have so many questions, but first, let's finish the season off with one more story. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> Listeners, our last story of the season is pretty special because the song you're about to hear is word for word what the original author wrote. Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name's Nula. I'm five years old. I live in Pennsylvania. And this is my story. A dinosaur ate me. Dinosaur will eat you if you don't run away. Run away, 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 run away. And after a dinosaur eats you, after a dinosaur eats you, the dinosaur poops you out. No. Yes? Go home and... What? Go home and sleep. Uh. They squat and sleep, and that is how they sleep. They squat and sleep, and that is how they sleep. And they drink out of teapots. They drink out of teapots. I love a monster. I love a monster. I love a monster who flies. I love a monster who flies. I saw a monster who flies. And I went on its back. Oh, I saw a monster who flies. I saw a monster who flies. And I went on its back. It didn't bite me or anything. <laughs> it didn't bite me or anything. Right. Because I love dinosaurs. But not T-Rex, T-Rex or Spikeosaurus. I love everything, everything. That is so good, but the dinosaur. 
until you are at my house. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hi, Nula. Hi. How are you today? Good. Nula, you wrote your story when you were four years old. Yes, I did. And now you're five. Yes. Do you even remember writing your story? Yes. You do? Yes. You know how singers write their songs before they sing it? Yeah. That's kind of what I did. You are a songwriter. I don't really write songs. I make books instead because I like drawing more. But I don't understand why I didn't draw my story. Yeah, why didn't you draw it? Singing is faster than drawing, you know? Yeah. If you're doing a hard drawing, then it's going to take a little longer than singing. When you have an idea that's just bursting out of you, is that when you sing it? Yeah, like the idea doesn't really stay long. Oh. It just runs away, but I caught it. You caught the idea before it got away. Yeah. That's so interesting. My mind told the other parts of my body to catch it and like... Something must have made a net and caught it. Wow. That's because my body just feels something and then, boom, there's a net. And that's what singing is for you, a net. Yeah. Wow. I never thought of it that way. That's so smart. Yeah. Like, you know how you sing fast? Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's how fast my ideas go. Mm. So... I have to capture them. They're just whipping through your head super fast. They're like eagles that are the fastest thing in the world. Wow. And that's your imagination working. Yep. Wait, I have another question. So singing is a way that you capture ideas, but do you ever start singing before you have an idea? Yeah, sometimes I do. My songs get a little funky before I have an idea, and that's kind of a little weird, but... That's what my brain does. So, Nula, what does singing feel like to you? That's what I knew you were going to say. Singing feels like everybody's watching me, and it feels like something is going to happen that feels fun and relaxing and calm. Nula, would you be willing to sing for me? I can try to sing A Dinosaur Ate Me, but it's going to kind of sound a little silly. Yeah. Okay, I kind of feel a little shy, but I can still do it. A dinosaur ate me. It was walking around. I kind of only remember that part. That was beautiful. I loved that. Do you remember the part that goes, I love a monster who flies? Oh, yeah, I remember that part. I like that part. That's your favorite part? That's my favorite part, probably. Nula, this has been so fun to talk to you. It's so fun to talk to you, too. Thank you for letting us perform your story. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. That's it for this season of the Story Pirates podcast. Thanks to today's authors, Eli and Nula, and a huge thanks to everyone out there who sent us a story this season. We read and we love every single story you send in. We only wish we could perform them all. But remember, and this is really important, 
The best reason to write a story is not to send it in to the story pirates. The best reason to write a story is to share it with someone you love. You can share a story with a family member or a friend or a teacher, whoever it is. Just ask them if you can tell them your story or read them your story. Or like Nula, you can even sing someone your story. Stories are for sharing. And we hope that while we're gone, every single one of you out there writes a brand new story from your imagination. And then we hope you find someone to share it with. And then maybe ask them to share one of their stories with you. We'll see you back here soon for the next season of the Story Pirates podcast when, uh, I guess it sounds like we're going to go to outer space. Is that right? Okay. Sure. Bye. Story Pirates podcast is a production of Gimlet Media. Produced for Gimlet Media by Jasmine Romero and M.R. Daniel. Produced for Story Pirates by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. Associate producers for Story Pirates are Peter McNerney and Andrew Miller. Technical direction by Sam Baer. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at the Relic Room in New York City. Theme song by Bobby Lord. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky. Contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guests, Mandy Gonzalez and James Monroe Eigelhart. This episode features performances by Sarah Morgan Ashey, Nick Canellis, Anna Marr, Peter McNerney, Jack Mitchell, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Sam Reef Passaru, Dominic Russo, Peter Russo, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. A Dinosaur Ate Me was written, arranged, and produced by Jack Mitchell and associate produced by Brendan O'Grady. Special thanks to Tommy Kale and Tessa Hirsch. Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. Hey, I, uh, I got something for you. Actually, I sort of made it myself. Here. <laughs> A present? For me? Uh-huh. I just, you know, wanted to commemorate the end of the season. That's so nice. Go ahead. Open it! <laughs> okay. Oh, what could it be? It's uh, a bunch of tiny spacesuits. Uh-huh, tiny spacesuits. And guess what? They're for your snacks! I knitted them out of Rachel's pet lamb's wool. I don't know if snacks, like, need spacesuits per se, but I figured why risk it. Lee, I've never felt more seen. Oh, 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 oh,